The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Welcome to Worlds Collide, the wrestling art podcast for wrestling fans by wrestling fans. Featuring Tony Bella from WrestlingTradingCards.com. This is like a, a stock market. Like- and Zan Morning from Wrestling With Cards on YouTube. And I'm not saying there's a right or wrong answer. I'm just posing the question. Join them as they navigate the world of wrestling cards, helping you build a bigger and better collection and making some money along the way. What's up, wrestling fans? Welcome to Worlds Collide. I'm host of Wrestling With Cards on YouTube, Zan Morning, and this is... Tony Vella, host of WrestlingTradingCards.com on YouTube. And we're hoping to bring you guys the best wrestling card content on both YouTube and podcast platforms that we can. Today's episode, why wrestling cards? Tony, I'll let you start. Why wrestling cards? Why? Why? For me, it's, God, I mean, even before I really got into sports, even baseball and all that stuff, I was a wrestling fan. I mean, I grew up with it with my grandparents. I mean, I was five years old going into the uh, uh, L.A. Sports Arena, getting to watch Onto the Giant wrestle five midgets was always great. Watching Freddie Blassie getting some heat. That was always good stuff. But I was a fan since then. Yeah, for me, it was uh, starting with sports cards and everybody I knew had them. But, you know, there's always the non-sports stuff, whether that for me at the time, it was stuff like wrestling or Marvel or Ninja Turtles, uh, Masters of the Universe, any kind of offshoots. But the wrestling cards are always something that stuck with me, even past those other non-sports things. I've talked about in my video and on your show before. I still have that 87 Topps Hogan that I've had since I was like four years old. Going to get it slabbed. I'm never getting rid of it no matter what. So I don't know. It's just kind of it, – and it over – it kind of leads into my uh, – into another question, like what, what keeps you going or interested in it? For me, well, I did take um, kind of a leave of absence for a while, as you know. I mean, I, I was collecting heavily from – late 90s into uh the early mid 2000s and then when tops got the license i just kind of got overwhelmed with it and kind of left and then um but i've gotten back into it of course but i mean i, I started collecting my first wrestling car was the 85 tops i mean i got it at a liquor store in yorba linda california i mean i always remember where i got it i mean sitting there's gpks and that was uh you know wrestling and that's an interesting thing like um you remember your first GPKs and your first wrestling cards, but do you remember some of the first of the other cards you bought that weren't wrestling? No, that, that weren't wrestling any sports yeah. or non-sports. Just I mean, whatever. Yeah. I mean, I can't think of anything like those don't stand out in my mind. Like yeah, I remember, I'm the same way. I remember buying boxes of certain things or like, but everything with, with firsts uh, kind of revolves around wrestling. I remember the first pack I ever bought. I remember the first full box I ever bought. I remember the first case I ever bought. <laughs> Uh, but I couldn't tell you that on any other, any other sport or any other non-sport. And since we're talking about other things, like what got you into just collecting collectibles in the first place, God, for me, and which then went into wrestling cards. I've always been collecting. I mean, I got coins, stamps, seashells, <laughs> you name it, man. <laughs> I, co- I collected so much stuff when I was a kid. It's unbelievable. Uh, one of my earliest memories is not only getting things I thought were cool, 
but then getting things that I thought were cool that maybe somebody else might want to buy off of me that was more, more and I remember my dad working in a grocery business I remember uh him coming home with their um I think like a large box actually it wasn't even from the grocery store it was like a refrigerator box I cut oh, the refrigerator my. box I took the empty refrigerator box and I cut a door I made a door out of it and I cut a window and then I had a little bench in size like that and I put marbles and probably cards on there I think and little cars and I put them on there and the kids would come into my my little store <laughs> and then uh I'd sell them you know whatever they the entrepreneurship <laughs> really early age which will permeate through this podcast between yeah. the two of us which I know a lot of people are not going to like but tough that's we're going to teach you how to make some money exactly but uh, that's so, my earliest thing man yeah for me it was I've always collected stuff but I kind of got to the point where I realized like, I don't need all this crap. And, you know, I like wrestling figures. I liked, uh, you know, action figures of franchises I grew up with, but I don't need all of that stuff like permeating my house. And if I can't walk through it and this has nothing to do necessarily with the recent boom of sports cards and trading cards in general, collectibles in general, but if you look at it, I've seen the rise of wrestling cards over everything else I've ever collected you know, my junk wax era baseball cards are not doing anything. My wrestling figures are pretty much the same price. They were five, 10 years ago. My records have appreciated a little bit um, and books, stuff like that. Just none of that has jumped in value and rarity scarcity of wrestling cards. What, and, I'm, I mean, I, and I'm discovering that for myself firsthand. Now I'm, now I'm getting back into, because as you know, I have this large storage unit that I'm trying to get rid of a bunch of stuff and I'm finding other non-sport stuff in it. Uh, I even found like an, uh, an Edwin James, uh, you know, uh, rookie card. So I already slabbed by mm-hmm. PSA. I'm going, oh, it's a PSA. It's already graded. This is, and he's getting the Hall of Fame this year, right? I mean, right. last year. So, I mean, it should be worth something. No. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and, there, the, you know, um, we, we both like to sell stuff, me more than Tony. But um, you'll find that there's value in everything. But when you, you know, you could look at the same grade of that Edger and James if you take a 1990. Uh, Hulk Hogan, any of those in that same grade as that Edger and James, you're like, oh, that's just a overprinted 90s wrestling product. I guarantee you it's worth more. It's worth more, way more. You're right. And I'm noticing that as I'm trying to, uh, trying to do more research on what is it I have in my old collection or I have extras of, I'm finding like, God, wrestling itself is appreciating value at a greater percentage rate than anything else right now, which is incredible. Yeah, and it's not, it's not doing like one of those unhealthy jumps either. Like it's, it's like a gradual climb. Uh, like the, even the Hogan rookie, that's really crazy right now. It didn't go from a hundred dollars to a thousand dollars within a year. It's been like, you know, it was a hundred, then it was 200, then it was three. It's just a gradual climb. So I think a lot of that, a lot of that uh, classic stuff. Well, I mean, really any of it, I think even the really expensive stuff, unlike modern sports cards where you could spend $5,000 on some prospect and he just goes out and his career, you know, goes down the tubes. You spend that on a Hogan rookie. That's going to do nothing but appreciate. Exactly. Hogan flair, all your legends, Andre, uh, even that 2002 crop of, uh, you know, rookies that coming out there now with, uh, um, I mean, that stuff is going crazy right now. Orton, Lesnar, and that stuff is going crazy right now. And it, it pains me, <laughs> you know, now today to know that just five years ago that I had so many of those sets and I just, I couldn't even get those sets out the door for $10 a piece. I couldn't. That's crazy. And I finally just, uh, I wholesale them to uh, another uh, dealer in, in, in Southern California. 
Not so one thing you're one thing you're talking about is you got away from collecting, and I did too. For just, I think it was I was I was I've always had that collector's gene. But another thing that I like about the wrestling cards is they hold their value more, but they also take up less space, as I said. So I've gotten into that more within the last, I would say, three years. I've kind of gotten a lot more into those, and I'm finding that you can still collect things and have these awesome pieces, but maybe you just want four or five high-end pieces or maybe like a long box of like a thousand cards and that's it. You don't, just because you want to collect things doesn't mean you have to have them taking over your house, whether, you know, it's just, we both like wrestling cards, but my house is not overrun with wrestling cards. Well, like I see you, I can see you and that stuff you have behind you. Uh, th those are your, those are your babies, right? Well, uh, they're kind of decoration. I have this fascination with buying sealed product and I've got wrestling, NASCAR, Pokemon. I've got all these things and I love like displaying them, but they're also the sealed product, which we could get into that in another, another show, like the sealed product just continues to gain value at a small percentage every year. But I also think it looks cool because it reminds me of going into the local card shop in my own house. Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My wife is already complaining with me. I said, it's taking over my life because I'm getting back into it again. The shelf behind me is just growing already. I'm like, yeah. I don't know how it's happened. I think, I think my cards are breeding. I really do. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess besides uh, the money aspect, like why, what do you, why have you gotten back into cards recently? And what do you think the surge of popularity has caused from, for the general public? But that's like a two part question. Well, I mean, I think what got me back into it was basically doing my YouTube channel really. Um, and that was just kind of because of COVID. You now here we are at a time that's never been seen in our history before, really. Yeah. And um, you know, we're trying to find things to do uh, my normal day job it's been kind of shut down. So I'm looking for things to do. And I'm like, Hey, you know what, let me try and get this podcasting or this uh, YouTube thing going. And um, just talk about some cards. I mean, I still, I love car. I still love cards. I don't care what it is. I still love cards. Wrestling right. is just my thing. And uh, just kind of seeing that there's uh, a rabid fan base out there, collector base that just loves wrestling cards. And to see that, Oh, Hey, it's, People like this. Maybe I should, maybe I should dip back into this again. Maybe I should try it out again. But, and you know, I got mixed reviews when it comes to purchasing new product, as you know. Um, yeah. So I'm kind of like trying to take a point from you and point from some other, you know, uh, well-known collectors out there. And like, maybe I should start investing in the things that I was always hunting for in the, in the past to begin with. And right. here I am doing it again. I'm, and I'm really, actually, I'm really excited about doing it because it's just, um, uh, it's been fun. This time it's fun. It's not so much like that paranoia, like I got to complete everything. Yeah. It's just about fun of chasing things again. Yep. That completest mindset, no matter what you're in, that can drive you nuts if you're that far into it. And that's actually what got me out of collecting was because really? when, when tops got into it, I was a completist. So mm -hmm. those FLIR releases, especially those first five releases that came out by FLIR from WrestleMania through probably absolute divas, maybe I think it was, um, I completed everything. I had all of it and it was, and it was painstaking. And then when tops got the license, start making parallels, this, that as a completist, it hurt me. And <laughs> like, I can't, right. I just can't do it. I can't. And I got, it made me disinterested. And I, I think that's, um, that's a thing that is kind of cool about wrestling now is from a monetary perspective, an entire set is not even worth a fraction of what one really awesome card would be. You don't have that stress of, you know, trying to put a set together, although that's fun and I get it. 
ripping packs is fun trying to put those things together. But you don't have to worry about parallels because I know a lot of wrestling fans hate those. I love them, but that's again another story. But you don't have to worry about any of that. You just you purchase the card you want and it's there and it does nothing but gain value and send you back to a more fun time of that. You know, unless, unless you're that guy who's like, listen, all I need, like, you know, my partner for WTC is just a base set collector. He's like, I just I just mm-hmm. buy a base set and I'm done. That's all I need. That's all I care about. If I happen to buy a couple packs and I pull something nice out of it, I keep it because it's wrestling. I'll keep it. But he just buys base sets. And there's a lot of guys like that. And there's nothing wrong with that either. There's no right or wrong way to collect any of this stuff, which hopefully oh, no. we can hopefully we'll get into base sets and then we'll get into one-on-ones and just talk about all kinds of stuff within uh, one thing about the popularity. I personally interact with a lot more sports card collectors and a lot of those guys are actually getting into pro wrestling because they're, they're like me, they're kids of the eighties and nineties. And they remember the Jordans, Kobe's Shaq. Well, who else was popular at that time? Hogan. Sting, The Rock, Steve Austin. So it's it's a, it's like a collective. They want all the superstars that they grew up. It's driven by nostalgia, but now there's just a monetary aspect attached to it. Do you think it's mostly driven by nostalgia for that or just because they're seeing the market kind of really grow, they want a piece of that? Both. I think Both. it's nostalgia, and I think they're seeing that they can put money into certain things that are not going to go down. They may not go – you know, they may not – go through the moon like modern basketball has, but it's, which is good, I think, because well, also because it has less risk because yes. you've already got guys who've established themselves. There's no way that Hogan's going to, you know, ruin his career by in the ring by getting injured. Yeah. So, and there's no way that, you know, Andre's going to, I mean, these guys have already made their names. Yeah. And uh, another comparison with that is Pokemon. We've seen the Pokemon explosion. Uh, I don't understand how Pokemon and wrestling are any different. They're, they're both parallel. They're both worldwide brands. They're both fictional characters, except for wrestling are actually real people that you can have them autograph. You can't have Charizard sign a Charizard card if you get it, you know. (laughs) Uh, But we're talking about um, like newer collectors and stuff. Kind of close out the show on this. Where do you see the future of wrestling going as far as like the hobby, the product? Any thoughts on that? Me, I think it's more of the same. I don't really see a whole lot coming out. There's really no creativity coming out. It's a, I think a number one complaint that I hear from collectors when I talk to them uh, is repetitive. The same pictures all the time on cards. Um, the same types of levels of parallels. The same types of chase. The same types of autographs. I mean, how many John Cena autographs does someone really need? <laughs> um, yeah. I, I personally like to see something different that's done, like maybe some kind of incentives I know that like Fleer tried it a long time ago by like, you know, trying to pull a random, you know, a car that would give you a championship belt, but it never happened. They never got the belts. So they subbed it out for autographs. Yeah. There could be a lot of uh, quality control issues on that kind of thing that we've discussed in the past. But uh, you know, trying to find maybe, you know, pass tickets to, to an event tickets to WrestleMania, maybe a, with WWE having a, you know, top 10 license for WWE, a, a free year of the WWE network subscription you know, or something like yeah, that. Yeah, that'd be something. Yeah. Um, pay-per-view chairs. Yeah. Something, something different. I mean, I know ring ring mat cards. There's guys out there who've collected so many ring mat cards. They can build their own ring. I mean, yeah. uh, <laughs> it, it's because they're just so common. Um, right. But um, I don't know. It's turnbuckles. I mean, there's so many ways to be creative. It's like that. They've done it before with like AJ Lee's, like, you know, piece of her te- teddy bear cards and like that and things like that. I mean, the old clash you know hurricane mask uh the steel uh, trash can i think i just posted that thing today about shane mcmahon's birthday, birthday. yeah <laughs> um 
but uh, you know, just there's a lot of things that can be done, I guess, that way. But I just see more of the same. I like to see less print runs. Don't oh, mass yeah. produce. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, the AEW product coming out has a lot to take advantage of. I think by being. New. I absolutely agree. And I think that um, I wouldn't blow my wad on getting the entire roster to sign everything at once. Because he's yeah. nothing left for series two or, you know, the second release. But, you know, hey, th- these guys are smarter people than I am. So they know what they're doing. <laughs> I mean, but as a collector, I'd be like, I'm not I'm not inclined to buy anything new anymore because it's just more the same. Which is another thing that we've talked about and we'll get into an episode later on is uh, where are the wrestling fans? You know, I was talking about like people I know that are sports guys that actually collect wrestling cards more than wrestling fans. So maybe they would buy all of that stuff. Maybe they wouldn't. I don't know. Um, another interesting thing that I've touched on is like Panini owns the exclusive rights to all the football and all the basketball. Those things just blow out. Like you can't, you can't find them on the shelves anywhere. Meanwhile, Tops owns all of the WWE rights. They put out all the exclusive wrestling and you have Leaf. So essentially you just have two companies, but that stuff seems to be fairly plentiful. If you go to a department store, you can pick it up on the shelf. Are you finding it on, on, in your department store around your neck of the woods? Because out yep. here, I, I don't find them at all. Uh, I don't know of a Walmart or a Target. I haven't gone to where I've seen Chrome and Finest. And that's within like a probably 50-mile radius of multiple stores. Wow. I uh, I would have been inclined just for you know fun, just to open something up once uh, buying one. But I never, I never find it at my local Target. Yeah. Um, I, like bo- I like all the new products. And I think... I think one thing that the modern stuff has kind of gotten me back into is wrestling itself. Now, not the classic stuff, because I could just turn on, you know, 87 Jim Crockett promotions, or I could turn on like 98 ECW and just, you know, binge watch all that stuff. That's cool. But like the, the rumor of AEW cards coming out, well, now all of a sudden I want to watch AEW because I know their cards coming out. Yeah. And I'm wondering if the cards maybe could like, not so much with WWE because they've been putting out cards forever and we've just kind of seen a stagnation. I mean, you know, people, I know people that are diehard wrestling fans and some of them don't even know that the cards exist. Correct. So I'm wondering if these AEW cards could maybe push kind of people into that direction, especially with a good brand of upper deck from what we've heard. What do you think? I think that's great. I think it's actually a great idea. Really. I think if they do it right, and market it right because that's another thing I it never gets done. You never see commercials that are marketing trading cards ever. Yeah. Uh, I mean, in in the raw deal world back in the day for you know WWE raw deal card game, they didn't make any commercials here, but they had them in South America. <laughs> they had commercials in South America for that game. That's crazy. Um, I know it's money, but even like uh, in some sort of uh, podcast commercial or some sort of online commercial. You know, you don't have to spend millions of dollars for a TV commercial, but something out there to really even have at your live events would yeah. be nice to have, you know, a box or boxes of, uh, of your product there. I mean, kids will gravitate towards it and collect it and they can pull an autograph card out of it. Like, oh, my God, I got, you know, I've, I've got Chris Jericho or, oh, my God, I've got, you know, you know right. whoever. Um, they have a great opportunity to really kind of get people to get back into collecting maybe or finding out there's cards. I mean, as you heard from the one guy I had on, he didn't even know cards existed until he opened the right. store. Yeah. And it's nothing against those people. It's just, they, you know, they, you can go to retail. You've been able to go to retail for years and pick up action figures of whatever you wanted or video games. And that's the things they advertise. But 
I think the, the thing about wrestling cards to me is like, it's a tangible good. So to me, that's better than certain video games, which are now cloud downloadable um, or that maybe they go out of date and they're, they're not useful after a certain point. So it's a tangible asset really that can go up that takes up less room that is actually very affordable right now. Um, I mean, the fact that I can go out and buy a Charlotte Flair numbered auto out of Undisputed for the same price as you could buy one brand new AEW figure is crazy to me. Yeah. And like you said, smaller uh, shelf space involved as well. And everybody can display their cards how they want, just like that. But and it's just fun. It just I could be fun. I, it would be kind of cool to see. I'll, I'll leave you with this uh, little shit, uh, short thing. Uh, I was interested in doing another card game called super show. And I started from the ground up with those guys. They picked my brain for a a long time about stuff, but that's a whole different topic. Um, And you are you referencing WWE here? No, it's called, it's called super show. It's a card game. So this is like a, like, um, were you going to make the game from the ground up or was it a company that approached you? No, it's a company of two guys who started to create their own game. It's called uh, the SRG universe. Uh, they got a great product called super show. It was, uh, they tried to get the WWE license to do it, uh, didn't pan out. And it's a, di- it's a card dice game and okay. featuring, featuring cards. So like they had, you know, AJ Styles was one of their cards back when he was still in, in, in impact. And so that became sold out right away. Now, now it's like worth a lot. Right. Um, but uh, I hosted it at the wrestling guy store in California. Once I hosted a, an event to showcase that game and maybe see if the store would want to carry it. And this father son came in who'd never played this game before. And they came in and saw these cards like, Oh, that looks kind of cool. We sat down, they played, they loved it. And it was like, just watching the father and son play this game together was worth it all by itself. And I think yeah. if, if somehow someone out there like retail stores, like the wrestling guy store or like, has some way to engage with the cards and they advertise, I think people can, uh, would really enjoy them and it can be, it becomes more of a hobby for everybody. Yeah. Um, goes for me, it goes back to nostalgia. Like just, uh, you know, when I was in elementary school flipping through my pages and looking at these pictures of whether it was sports, non-sport, whatever, whatever it was, I liked, whether it was, um, I remember specifically having like the Ninja Turtle movies cards and I was like, Oh, I remember. Oh my God, I can't believe you just said that. I was like, I remember going to see this movie and then with my Hogan card that I still have, it's in a drawer up here. Uh, every time I look at it, I'm like, man, I remember watching just wearing out my tapes that uh, my dad had taped me from Saturday night's main event with Hogan in the main event against like, uh, it was against Afa or Sika or something like that. I can't remember which one that is, but I wore that thing out and it's all about nostalgia to me. Like I love just looking at these pictures and then the limited scarcity factor does nothing, but just improves the value. Correct. I agree. So uh, what else you got on this episode? Anything that I've not touched on? No, I think, we we covered, cover? I think we covered everything on this one's pretty good. I mean, all uh, right. yeah, I think it's all good. Well, thanks for listening, guys. Make sure you subscribe on whatever platform you want to listen to this on that you like audio information. Check out both of our YouTube channels. Mine is Wrestling With Cards. Tony's is WrestlingTradingCards.com. Do you have anything new coming up on the channel or any announcements? I do have one. I have several coming up. So I've got some, uh, some guests, some special guests coming up here. Um, some good ones, actually. I <laughs> have some good ones coming up. I also want to say that most of our content is all evergreen. So no matter when you're listening to this, you can go back and check out any of our podcasts or any of our videos at any time. And it's probably all going to be relevant. 
we're just trying to bring as much information to you guys and entertainment and just a good time anything to do with wrestling cards and collectibles so yeah anything else can never have too much knowledge on this on this uh, hobby i tell you that right now yep just yep. when There's you think lot. just when you think you've learned it all <laughs> you find just when you something think you that- have all the- just when you think you have all the answers, somebody changes the question. Exactly, exactly. That's where I was going with it, but yeah. Yep. <laughs> all right, well, thanks for listening, everybody. I'll catch you on the next episode. Catch you later, guys.